Hi, I'm Charlie Williams, and this is SEO in 2023. Charlie, what is your number one SEO tip for 2023? My number one tip for SEO uh, coming into 2023 is to use content inventories to understand a little bit more about the content quality you have across your entire website. I like to use content inventories to get a data rich and actionable overview of all the pages on your site and then sort of uh, understanding of all the content that search engines might be using to rate you, not just the pages you think you're putting forward or the ones on your main navigation, but the entire site that's available. Uh, this is a tip I've been recommending generally for several years, uh, but I think it's more useful than ever in 2023 as we move into a world of helpful content updates, more product review updates, more core updates, and so on. So beforehand, you've given me a, a final, a nice list of um, what you actually go through uh, to conduct these content inventories, um, including crawl index, structure performance, load speed and backlink data. So I guess it'd be nice to dive into those areas and to, to see precisely what you mean by that. So shall we start off with crawl? Yeah, absolutely. So the first thing I like to do to gather uh, the content inventory is yeah, to understand all the pages that I have available and then start pulling in data for them. And the first bit of that is crawling the, what I term the active website. So the pages that you have right now, you're presenting forward facing, public facing immediately. So that's your main website, your XML sitemap, crawling both of those to understand. This is the active site structure. This is the, you know, the pages that you find if you crawl the entire website starting on the homepage. Uh, once you've uh, got that kind of information, you can then expand out to other places that content might be available on the website that is a bit more hidden away. So for example, you can use the Search Console indexing reports, the index coverage reports in Search Console to understand other pages that are indexed or you know, Google's aware of that aren't in that main active site structure, sort of orphaned away from the main site. Uh, then you might use um, a few other places to find more pages. Of course, you can use your performance reports in Search Console or analytics package of choice to see all the pages that have had organic traffic. You can use uh, some of your favorite SEO tools uh, to look at all the pages that have uh, rankings, you know, that are appearing in the search results. You could use maybe a backlink tool such as Majestic to understand all the pages that have backlinks, so, you know, whether they're active or not, even if they might be very old pages. And speaking of old pages, the other place I tend to look for this as well is I use the archive.org, the Wayback Machine. Um, you can use their API and you can do that. I'm not a programmer and Thing, uh, but you can do it very simply by entering a URL into your browser and it will throw back out a list of all the pages that it's aware of that's come across over the course of time, which of course is another great source of potential pages there. So you can put all these things together and you suddenly have this big old list of all the pages that potentially are active on your website right now. And I use that as the basis of understanding what our inventory might contain. So you touched on indexing there. What would you do if um, a page isn't indexed and you want it to be indexed? You think it should be indexed? And I guess what are the typical reasons why a page isn't indexed? Yeah, and that's one of the things that's great about these content inventories is that if you say you have a website, I'm just going to pick a number, they have like 5,000 pages, and you notice that there's a couple of hundred pages that have been uh, crawled but not indexed, they're active on your website but not been indexed, 
you can spot them and you can start looking for those patterns of why those pages might not be indexed. Is it a content quality issue? Is it um, a duplication issue? Is it something around the pages? Actually, you're aware of them, but there's no internal links pointing to them, so the search engines have never found them. You know, is it, you know, sort of technical crawling issue. There's a host, of, a myriad of different reasons why it might be that it's not happened. But the idea is we have this big inventory of all the pages so we can start spotting those areas where something has gone awry with your plan. Okay. And um, typical areas, would they be simply not linking to those pages? Would it be having inferior content on those pages or, or, or something else? Yeah, I, I think the thing is, is that Google is becoming much more judicious about choosing, you know, what it wants to index or not. Before it felt very much like Google would index everything that part of the algorithm do that and then it will let the ranking part of the algorithm determine whether to show things in the search results or not now i'm finding and speaking with other seos you know it's not something i've got you know mass data for but anecdotally it does seem that with all the issues people have with indexing so especially lower quality content uh that google is now just choosing not to index as much and so it does mean that sometimes when you look at these areas for a client, I, I, I work as a consultant rather than house, so I have multiple clients. When you're doing this for people and you're putting this inventory together and you're spotting these areas of content, it does mostly tend to be something to do with content quality. Now, it could be there's a technical SEO issue that's causing near duplicates of pages. It could be there's a lot of pages with very little content coming through because, again, because it's an e-commerce site that actually, if uh, a category has zero products it still shows a page for it and all the facets for it etc or it might be uh, that actually it is purely down to this is very thin low quality content that's not adding anything particularly to the topic so google's just deciding not to index it the key is to be able to spot them and then put your seo hat on a bit further and actually investigate it shall we talk about performance and load speed now and what specifically are you referring to there and how much impact does it have on whether or not a piece of content is likely to get indexed or not? Yeah, so when it comes to load speed specifically, I don't think that's particularly an indexing factor unless you have suffering from severe problems, you know, as in if Google decides to really limit the crawl rate it's hitting your website with because it's finding it's very slow to load then of course that can stop them crawling deeper into a website it will reduce your crawl budget accordingly that is a rarer case most websites don't have to worry about that but that does happen where crawl rate is lowered because the so load performance is very poor so Google doesn't crawl as deep into the sites, therefore pages aren't discovered and therefore they can't be indexed if Google never crawls them. Otherwise I find that page load speed is more useful for Google as a kind of, you know, that tie-breaking ranking factor, if at all, that's applied. But it's really good to have it in a content inventory because the idea is that we're collating these multiple data points, backlinks, number of organic visits, number of internal links, depth within the website, to sort of say, you know, not just how, you know, is this content indexed or not, but are we putting our best foot forward? Are we putting it in a position to succeed? And one of those things is page load speed. If, if you have a site with multiple sections uh, that have poor loading speed and not many internal links and you know multiple kind of contributing factors like that, and they're not getting many organic visits, rather than saying this is poor performing content, we should just 
retire it, you might say, well, this this content hasn't had a chance to succeed because we're not linking to it very often. It's not loading very quickly. Let's fix those things first if we think it's valuable and see if that makes a difference before we start cutting it out. That's uh, where page load speed, I think, is useful in an inventory, not so much for the indexing, but as a kind of performance indicator factor. And it's telling part of the story. We have a lot of data in SEO, too much data, uh, perhaps sometimes. The idea is we're taking some of these key beats and having it all in one place so we can see this content, we're disappointed with its performance. Now, is that because the content's not good enough or are there other contributing factors as well? And backlink data, are you referring to external links there? Both, uh, but mostly, you know, sort of from, uh, so, you know, pulling the data, mostly refer to backlinks. We're talking external data. No, this is an important thing, you know, does this content contribute to the backlink profile of the website? Is poor performance perhaps indicative of this is a very competitive, you know, topic that this page is targeting? Would some backlinks potentially help here? But internal linking is also crucially important. From a site structure point of view, from an information architecture point of view, are we cross-linking the right kind of way? And again, I have this content on my site. Is it performing well? Is it you know, being referred to internally enough times? Or regardless of maybe number of visits, are we actually you know, inter you know, sort of putting this position in the content to succeed? Because we're giving those internal link signals to Google this is valuable content. We value this. We have internal links pointing to it. And of course, you know, the chance for users just to discover it themselves through you know, the journey on your website. Are you a fan of getting rid of content that, that, that isn't indexed? Yes, probably. Uh, I, I do tend to come into uh, various meetings with clients with wielding my machete and saying, let's just start chopping things out the way. Uh, that is definitely something I tend to do. For me, there's a couple of factors whether it's indexed or not if it's not performing in some way say it's not indexed because it's no good or it's actually indexed but it's never getting shown or it's we're seeing other negative signals very poor conversion rates very few people navigate to this page generally a low content quality as we've ascertained it low word count whatever it might happen to be if you've got content that's not serving a purpose and not driving any benefits for you not driving any kind of results we know however you choose to measure that if it's not doing a job why keep it either one you need to improve it or you need to retire it in some fashion i'm very much an advocate of making your website not simple not small but lean you know there's no fat on there there's, there needs to be this idea that you know, there's no wasted energy we're not having pages just for the sake of having pages we're not keeping pages just because we used to value this, but it's not anymore. We're not keeping it just because, oh, it's a bit tricky for us to fix this technical thing that's causing them. No, let's fix that. Let's make this website as lean, as efficient, and as good quality as possible. Again, it comes back to this idea, I think, that we talk about optimizing a website for these content quality updates, so the various hues that we have uh, given to us. Well, how do we you know, start working out what is good content quality or not? Rather than theoretical stuff, if we start in, you know, producing this inventory of our, all our pages and we can see these are the pages that are not performing to some fashion, whatever we determine that you know, cutoff point is, we now have the impetus, if you will, to then come in and start chopping things away and focus on the stuff that is important. I love definitive answers there. <laughs> That's great. So maybe just focusing on practical takeaways. Uh, if you had um, some blog posts that didn't have any external backlinks, that weren't getting any traffic, uh, you would probably get rid of them potentially. 
I would take it as a case of what is the goal of the content in a situation. So if we have some blog content that's not getting traffic, not driving backlinks, not kind of doing any kind of positive signals for us right now, when was this content created? Who was it created for? What can we value? Could we get by keeping it if we choose to? So for example, if it's a bunch of blog content from three years ago, that actually still can be targeted to certain keywords or is useful supplementary content for the blog post we're put, you know, put, uh, creating and putting out there now via internal links, you know, read more, understand more this way, then it still has value, especially because this idea that we want to build expertise, throw that term, you know, start talking about EAT on our website, then if we want to show that depth of information. We know we have that we've been writing about this topic for a while at a high level. Now, if it's not if it's out of date information, it's no longer correct, then update it or publish a new one and you know, redirect it, of course. But if it's still valuable, if it's still useful, it's still serving a purpose, even if itself hasn't got loads of backlinks. It itself isn't getting traffic. Is it not getting traffic because we're not referencing it enough, because we need to optimise it better? If it's not working because it's out of date, it's not right, it's not very good stuff, so why would anyone want to read it anyway? Then, yeah, it becomes a candidate for it to go. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Yeah, be user-centric in your machete wielding. Yeah, I'm a very friendly machete wielder. That's absolutely (laughs) uh, the way I approach this. So just um, finally, in relation to this uh, content um, inventory, how often should this be done? So I will normally do it at the beginning of a project, you know, towards the beginning. And the reason for that is that when I produce a content inventory like this, it allows me to uh, have this overview. You know, it's it's this idea I think that's important in SEO right now. And I think it's going to become increasingly important, especially dealing with clients, is this idea that we have to be aware of everything that's going on on a website. Because everything that's happening on a website counts towards your SEO performance. As long as it's an indexable page, it counts towards this overall site quality idea. So if I do this content inventory at the beginning of a project, I do two things. One, I'm going to get months worth of actionable th- you know, ideas for us to work on. We need to improve this section here. We need to retire this section here. We need to dig further into this bit here and work out what's going on. I need to work with this department who keep producing new product pages without title tags or whatever it happens to be, you know, improving site governance. I get, so I do at the beginning to give me this big list of work. And it also complements this idea of monitoring of the website. Tools like Content King, etc., that monitor your website and tell you when pages are added, deleted, when things are changed. Those tools are becoming increasingly important for us to be aware of the whole gamut of things that are happening on the, in the site we're interested in. So if we combine that with a content inventory at the beginning, we get both things. We understand here's everything we should be working on. We've looked at everything at the beginning and we're now aware if anything changes from that sort of default uh, sort of benchmarking position we began with. So I'll do it at the beginning of a project and then we'll run it again depending on how long it's taken us to fix all the things we found and how good the monitoring is. Because once you've done it really well at the beginning, if you've got a really strong monitoring system in place, you don't need to run it again for a while because you'll be aware if any new pages are added, any new uh, pages are deleted, anything's been changed in the website. So it might be you don't need to run it again for 18 months or something like that. And if it's a website that doesn't have good monitoring and it's taken us three months to go through an inventory, but you know other departments keep changing things, it might be worth us doing again. 
So I, I hate to say it depends because you try and avoid saying that. But in this case, you've got to play it to what your setup is very much. You've shared what SEOs should be doing in 2023. So now let's talk about what SEOs shouldn't be doing. What's something that's seductive in terms of time, but ultimately counterproductive? Something that SEOs shouldn't be doing in 2023. So I think um, the a temptation to kind of follow what you might call a, a process-driven or assembly line SEO uh, strategy for every client is something that I would tend to avoid. And it's kind of like the counter to what I've said about everyone should do a content inventory. But the idea of a content inventory is that you look at your website and understand the specific problems you're facing. And what I still see people talking about a lot through talking to other SEOs, uh, events and so on, is that they want to fit everyone neatly into a box of every website I should follow this exact process of I check this first, then check this, then check this, and we do these types of works for them. Sometimes that can work, but as soon as you work with a website with any size or with any popularity, you immediately run into problems because everyone's uh, tech stack is different. Everyone's uh, publication process is different. Everyone's actual goal, you know, you can't follow the same process for an e-commerce site as you would for a newspaper site. So for me, this idea of assembly line SEO is... It's tempting, it's seductive, as you put it, because it gives you this framework to go through and definitely have a framework, but then make sure that you're being bespoke to the actual needs of your customer, your website customer, as well as the customers of that website in each scenario. Charlie Williams is a consultant at Chopped Digital and you can find him at chopped.io. Charlie, thanks so much for being part of SEO in 2023. Thank you. Get your copy of SEO in 2023, the book, over at seoin2023.com.